gathered together from the far reaches of the internet are assembled a network of podcasts dedicated to the first and greatest superhero, Superman. Superman. The Superman Podcast Network is dedicated to covering all aspects of the Superman legend, featuring The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, Golden Age Superman, The Superman Fan Podcast, Superman in the Bronze Age, From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. I've got a few things to say about Superman, The Superman Vidcast, The World's Best Podcast, and Radio Kale from supermanhomepage.com, as well as the audio dramas Superman, Last Son of Krypton, and Supergirl, Last Daughter of Krypton from Pendant Audio Production. Join hosts Michael Bradley, John Wilson, Billy Hogan, Charlie Niemeyer, J. David Weeder, Jeffrey Taylor, Michael Bailey, Scott Gardner, Cayman Stoll, I'm Isaac, I'm Adam, Dave Eunice, and co-host Scotty V. At supermanpodcastnetwork.com. Rocketed as a being from the exploding planet Krypton, Kal-El grew to manhood on Earth, whose yellow sun and lighter gravity gave him fantastic superpowers. In the city of Metropolis, he poses as TV newsman Clark Kent, but battles evil all over Earth and beyond as Superman. Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Superman in the Bronze Age. My name is Charlie Niemeyer, and I will be joined shortly by J. David Weeder, who will tell us all about part three of the Man or Superman story. But first, do you want to keep up on all of your favorite comics, graphic novels, and collected editions, but don't want to pay full retail price? Well, then look no further than DiscountComicBookService.com. DCBS is an online comics retailer that offers comic fans the comics they need at the prices they want. With monthly specials that range from 45 to 75% off the cover price, and over 13,000 individual collected editions and graphic novels in stock, DCBS is the one-stop shop that every comic fan longs for. For example, for this month only, the month of March 2012, you can order DC's second wave of number one books, which are Earth 2 number one, World's Finest number one, Batman Incorporated number one, Dial H for Hero number one, GI Combat number one, and The Ravagers number one for 50% off. You can find them on the web at www.dcbsservice.com. And please also be sure to check out their sister stores, In Stock Trades, and My Digital Comics. And now, without with that, yeah. And now, with that out of the way, here are a few promos for some other podcasts you should be listening to, including one making its triumphant return. After these messages, we'll be right back. And now, folks, it's time for Who Do You Trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. And where is the Batman? Okay, let's try this another way. Where's Bruce?
people need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I can be everlasting. No, 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 let me guess. Giant, menacing, supernatural form. Kind of like a bat. Every punk in this town is scared stiff. You know what they say? They say he can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. There's nothing mere about that mortal. Who, who are you? I'm your worst nightmare. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. Legends of the Batman. Everything Batman from the beginning. Available at BatmanLegends.com. Hey, this is Bane. Listen to this promo for the BatmanUniverse.net or I'll break you. The BatmanUniverse.net, your source for all things related to the Dark Knight, including the latest news related to the comics, movies, TV, merchandise, video games, and much more. Each month, an assortment of podcasts are produced, including a bi-monthly comic podcast, special commentaries and interviews, the Batman Universe specials, and a podcast which delves into TV, movie, merchandise, video game news, and beyond. Keep up to date with everything about Batman, Get to know the kooky and lovable casts of the podcasts. Listen to in-depth conversations about the latest direct-to-video movies. And increase your knowledge about the Dark Knight and his family. Only at thebatmanuniverse.net. I'm Dustin from thebatmanuniverse.net. And I approve this message. My name is Steve Lacey, and I'm a podcaster. The randomizer hit my long boxes, and now I'm lost in my comic book collection. Help me. Help me. Listen, please, is there anybody out there who can hear me? I'm being controlled by an overbearing and fickle randomizer. I'm doing everything I can to review this book in the next 20 minutes. This is the 20-minute long box. The 20-Minute Long Box is the briefest and most random of comic book podcasts. Every two weeks, a completely random comic book from my collection is the subject of the show. Find me at the show's site, 20minutelongbox.libsyn.com, the show's blog at 20minutelongbox.wordpress.com, or search for 20-Minute Long Box on iTunes. Prepare yourself for random. But we do have a hostess ad. I almost didn't see it because it's on the inside cover this yep. time for some reason. It was very bizarre. Uh, but we have another Batman adventure, Batman and Twinkieless Gotham City. <laughs> open up on the Penguin. Well, the guy with his hands in his pockets looks like he's playing with himself. He's got a little bit of bulgage going on there. Yeah, he does. And he's smiling, too. Like, the penguin doesn't totally notice me touching myself. 
but the penguin's like, <laughs> but the penguin's like, I'll ruin, the, I'll ruin this town. Gotham City will be t- Twinkieless. I have hoarded all the Twinkies by hypnotizing the Twinkies delivery men. And Commissioner Gordon says, Batman, this is terrible. All the Twinkies have disappeared from Gotham City. We need your help desperately. Emergency, Robin. Get to the Batmobile. My seatbelt's as good as fastened. <laughs> so then they're driving towards, I guess, the scene of the crime. <laughs> We're going to get through these when we don't laugh, I swear to God. What do you think would be so foul as to do such a dastardly trick, Batman? No fiend would be so foul except, yes, the Penguin. Penguin, release the Twinkies delivery men from their spell. Never! No one will ever get any Twinkies. In- including at the prison where you'll be. <laughs> and it's his, his perverted henchman, who looks still looks like he has his hands in his pockets as Batman's tying him up, says, Please tell him I've got to have my Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with creamy filling inside. What could be more delicious than a hostess Twinkie? Except more Twinkies! Let's go. Okay, okay. <laughs> you get a big delight in every bite of Hostess Twinkies. Hey! <laughs> Got to bring out the Batman music again, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kicking us off this time around is Superman number 298, continuing our story, begun in 296 and 97. Uh, this one is cover dated April 1976. Would have been on sale January 15th of that same year. So we're actually entering into the late 70s now. Uh, once again, Carrie Bates and Elliot ask Mag and bring us our, our tale. Uh, it is Clark Kent, Get Out of My Life. And it was penciled once again by Kurt Swan and Robert Oxner. Isn't, don't they basically do the whole... That's the whole... It's the same crew for the whole story, yeah. Okay. But this is a new episode, so they don't... So I know. got to go over it again. Okay, just check it. Calm down. <laughs> um, Sorry. Picking up, Clark seems to be enjoying his time with Lois. You know, without Superman getting in the way, they're walking through the park with together, and he shrugs off a man being hit by a car and a huge plane crash. After all, humanity can look after itself. He even brushes off the guy who rushes up to Clark and rips Clark's shirt open, begging Superman for help. And Clark watches as the man is gunned down and wonders if he can charge the shirt to his expense account. After all, it is $35 plus tax. And this horrible scene was brought to you by the subconscious of Clark Kent, who is having a nightmare. And Clark is stunned to find when he wakes, he isn't sweating, and he realizes that's because he's wearing the Superman costume for the first time in weeks. So he is back to being powered up. So Superman laments his behavior in the last few days, standing up to Steve, uh, just kind of flipping back and forth. And he decides to take off for the Fortress of Solitude, avoiding Lois, and later avoiding a visit to the apartment from Xavier. At the Fortress, Superman runs some tests and realizes that his problems are from the outside interference. And he takes off to find the source. And by outside interference, I mean way outside. Meanwhile, a new uh, addition to this cast, an oddly dressed character, is trying to test out his strength and thinks to himself that he should be much stronger than he is, but something is interfering with his reception of solar rays. Superman flies out to the sun and finds a huge sunspot, which is causing all the problems. So Superman fixes it, and the strange new character suddenly has powers to rival Superman. 
Superman himself has already decided to be Superman full time now. So we've gone back and forth and he now he's on the Superman side. So he's going to forget Clark Kent. And then he comes across this new character who is stealing stacks of money with some kind of telekinesis, mind bullets, if you will. And the character is known as Solar Man. He basically has this suit that gives him great powers from solar radiation, kind of like Superman. Solar Man slips out of Superman's grasp, and Supes goes to WGBS, and he goes there to put fears to rest about Clark Kent, who is missing. Tells everybody he's fine. Just relax. Meanwhile, Xavier fries up a potential thief at Clark's apartment. Just fricassees him like it's Popeye's chicken or something. And Superman finds Solar Man again, and round two progresses. And most of this issue is Superman and Solar Man fighting back and forth, with Superman taking a pretty good pounding. But in the end, it was actually a strategy, because with the strain of the battle and Superman's heat vision, it overloads Solar Man's suits, Solar Man's suit, and robs him of his powers. And this proves that as long as there are villains like Solar Man, there will be a need for Superman. But... Whose life is more important, Clark Kent or Superman's? And as we leave the Man of Steel to ponder this, Xavier speaks with his homeworld one last time, and we learn that soon Superman's home will trigger the device to assassinate the Earth. Charlie, what are your thoughts? That was a lot lot of stuff, too. Yeah, but it moved pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, I've got to laugh... Before you realize this is a dream, this is a pretty crazy sequence, pages one through three. Uh, well, yeah, pages one through three. First of all, we see a guy get hit by a car, and that's kind of normal, I guess. But then we see a kid flying a kite in the background, and a plane already in flames crashes down into him, but at least the kite got away. Yeah, well, I was worried about the kite. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, this whole time, Clark and Lois are just having a leisurely stroll, holding hands, being a little, cute little couple. And Lois isn't really that worried about it either. She's just pity about the boy with the kite. Um, and I love how Clark's like, why did you rip my shirt? I paid $35 for that, plus tax. Plus tax. I mean, that's that's what always gets you, and he's the still, tax. And he's still talking to the guy as the guy's getting shot. I know, I know, and he's like, he's been shot. That man over there killed him. Still no reason to rip my shirt. <laughs> I love it. Um... But if you notice in the dream, he does have a Superman costume underneath, which obviously makes sense since it's his subconscious. And then he's waking up sweating because he's got the costume on under the super under his Clark Kent clothes. He, which actually I've just kind of given something away, so I'm going to take that part out. So, yeah, I thought I I read it wrong. I thought he was I'm not sweating because he has his powers. Never mind that that. Let me strike some notes. Proceed, oh. sir. Yeah. No, he is hot and sweating. Yeah, that makes a lot but, more sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, beyond that, page nine, which is right here. Um, what was it? On panel five, I'm pretty sure that... Well, first of all, I, I thought that using a wrench to open up a fire hydrant so you could, you know, squirt yourself, you know, squirt each other with water was kind of illegal. It's very illegal. So, first of all, Superman just flies by waving at the kids, but the fact that they would even try to get his attention seems kind of dumb. And second, 
the positioning of the fire hydrant plus the one child's blue shorts makes it look like the kid is peeing on the kid in front of him with a lot and it looks like he's been drinking a lot of liquid and is finally letting it all out that's just me and the silence means that it's either really pointless or odd and disturbing so I'm just going to move on what no you you were you were <coughs> I wouldn't want I didn't want to disturb you <laughs> uh page 12 Lois is looks like she's either wearing an evening or uh, like a like a nightgown or or I'm kind of like a pregnant like a like moo-moo? a muumu yeah. or something yeah it's it, it, it's if it, if you skin the parasite and made a muumu out of him that's what Lois is wearing <laughs> like something from Mama Cass's closet there you go yes yes it looks like something that's not as form fitting as one would expect to see on Lois uh page 13 g an inner gang agent crawling up the wall outside to kill Clark while he's currently missing and then that agent getting killed. Where have I seen that? But that reminds me of... Excuse me. Of the post-crisis, when Clark is out in space, and Intergang sends some wall crawler guys to go kill Clark, such as this, and he goes in and... Well, the wall crawler actually kills some secret agent that is actually snooping in Clark's apartment, but you get the idea. Uh, I like that that's the second reference, uh, second time that we've seen something that gets used in post-crisis, and you wouldn't even think about it much if you, you know, weren't thinking about it. That's what we do. We think about it. We think about things too much, kids. That's what we do. Um, but beyond that, I, I thought it was interesting that we have uh, Superman uh, pointing out the fact that without being Clark, he doesn't have that connection to people and also he doesn't have a chance to rest so he can't unwind and talk about things with anyone because he's got to keep being Superman because people expect so much of a Superman Aww. yeah, I know and another Superman statue gets gets torn apart in a superhuman battle this, this seems to happen a lot in Metropolis in the Bronze Age there's a lot. There'll be a lot of times as we go through the show, where uh, Superman statues will be revealed and then promptly destroyed by Superman and whoever villain he's fighting. It's like some hipster artist making them to be ironic, and then they get destroyed. Just, just exactly. proving the hipster right. Don't let the hipsters <laughs> win, kids. But, <coughs> well, beyond that, um, I like we got another fun Superman story. If you, uh, in my opinion. Um, I wonder if Solar Man realizes that he could probably make more money off of the patents for his solar receptor suit than he would robbing banks. Really? Yeah, because I would think something like that. I mean, just the solar receptor stuff could change the whole world's energy problems, but he's going to use it to rob banks. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um... Uh, it wasn't a bad cliffhanger either, because we don't know what these weapons are for, and we don't know what Clark's going to choose, or Superman's going to choose. Yeah, we're still up in the air. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely intriguing. Because we've seen good, a good side and bad side to being Clark, and the good side and bad side of being Superman all the time. So it's like, what are you going to choose? 
and you, it's a decision you obviously needs to live with the rest of his life. So, yeah, you know what's? I think the, that that puts <laughs> sorry makes me think of Superman three when Clark fights Superman. Except we're seeing this internally. Mm-hmm. In fact, this this issue more than any other made me think of the movies um, for some obvious reasons, some not so obvious reasons. But let me start mine if you're done. Yeah, Lois and the Moo Moo, right? No, that. <laughs> oh, okay. Starting with with page four, um, Clark. I can't look at those pajamas and not think Chester Cheetah. <laughs> I'm not even trying to make a joke. That literally is the only thing that comes to mind. Is and it sounds odd, but I'm like he's going through this, you know, giant mental internal struggle. I'm like, what is with his pajamas? <laughs> and why is he wearing pajamas over the Superman costume? The Superman costume is pretty sufficient, I would think. Well, you know, he, it, it was a, so he subconsciously put on the costume, so I'm guessing he had the costume. He went to bed wearing just the pajamas, and sometime while he was asleep, he put the costume on. Maybe I'm not sure. I wish they gave no prizes, because I think I would have just gotten one right there. <laughs> um, Solar Man. Solar Man obviously makes me think of Superman 4 and the Nuclear Man. I am Nuclear Man. I am Fox. Superman Man. must die. Um, But he looks like... He makes me think of Rekgar from the Transformers. <laughs> yes. I, 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 it's the helmet. And when I get past that, it's just it looks like a pretty bad Jack Kirby costume. Jack Kirby's stuff was great to look at. Sometimes his costumes were a little bit off. They, yeah, they got a little crazy. Yeah, but I don't. I, I, I think very strongly against page ten when, when Superman says, "Oh well, they don't need me to be a key witness," because if, if you're, if you're choosing Superman, if you're going to choose to lead that life and protect people, then showing up for a court date as Clark Kent still continues that mentality. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of shrugging it off, and it bo- that bothers me, because that kind of goes against what he's thinking about currently. And you mentioned how uh, Oxner makes uh, Kurt Swan Superman a little bit more buff. Page mm-hmm. ten, panel five. No joke, man. He he's completely disproportionate. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah. Lay off the roids, Kal-El. No. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, he's 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 built up because he hasn't been doing super stuff for a week, so. So suddenly he just puffs up. Yeah. Well, you know, after he died and came back, spoiler, uh, you know, he got huge. True. So. That was, that was different. Yeah. Well, still. Uh, on page. Thir- <laughs> just let it go. Yeah. On page thirteen, it's only here after midway through the third issue of the four issue arc that I look at Xavier and realize, holy crap, he's dressed like Dick Tracy. (laughs) Yes, I hadn't noticed that either. Well, the hue changes. Like, in the first issue, it really did look a little little bit more golden, almost a a metallic. Mm -hmm. And now it really just looks like a canary yellow suit. I I, I thought we we would have had the same colorists all the way through, but... Well, it's hard to tell because they don't list the colorists yet. Ah, true. And then we have page 14. People expect so much of a Superman. With tears. Single tear. Yeah. <laughs> Superman cries a lot. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's, he's got a soft heart. Aw. Exactly. 
I thought the way that he took out Solar Man was pretty ingenious. To kind of wrap this up, I thought him, you know, really overloading the systems and using his brain. I like it when Superman uses the brain over Brawn. Yes. And we get a mention that his heat vision is invisible. Which goes against... Okay, I'm not even going to get down that road. This is it goes against this, Superman 3, yeah. but that's okay. Well, no, this is a debate we've had. Not you and I, but is, as far as Superman podcasters, can you see the heat vision? Can you? Is it connected to his X-ray vision? I, I don't know. I just I, I don't want to deal with the headache, so I'm just going to accept it yeah. and move on. I'm going to smile and nod. Yes, exactly. We can't hear you nodding, though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up what I have to say. I thought it was... This was the weakest of the three issues we've had so far. Yeah, the the I don't know. It's it, oddly enough, the Superman, the twenty four seven Superman part was not as much as interesting as the twenty four seven Clark stuff. And that's odd. But I, I'm I'm wondering if maybe that's just because Superman acted like Superman the whole time, so we're used to it. Ah, true. Because you tune in you know. to see the superhero, not necessarily his alter ego. And when you get more of his alter ego and get a different viewpoint of that, yeah, certainly you're going to be more intrigued. And last time we had Clark not being Clark, so it was kind of, it was really cool. But maybe that, I don't know. That could have been part of it. It did seem to go really fast, though. It, it read really quickly. Yes. Which is pretty interesting for a Bronze Age. But I, I'm, I'm almost thinking, like, they had this story beats and they crammed a whole bunch of stuff last issue and then they didn't have as much stuff to put in this issue no. and you could kind of feel it yeah it could have been paced better um, yeah because a lot of this issue was the fight with Solar Man who came out of nowhere for no real apparent reason yes and with a giant helmet yeah but overall weakest of the four that's not necessarily overall a bad thing it's still the storyline still has me intrigued and then, as we'll find out in the next issue, it really gets kicked up a notch. Oh, yeah. In a big Next issue is going to be awesome. But that's it for this episode. It's a short one. But we will be back two weeks for the finale of this episode. Of this episode. Wow. Of this story. Be there. Or be square. Thank you for listening to Superman in the Bronze Age, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer and J. David Weeder. Superman in the Bronze Age is a proud member of the Superman Podcast Network at www.supermanpodcastnetwork.com, where new episodes are posted bi-weekly. Episodes are posted at superbronze1970.libsyn.com, supermaninthebronzeage.blogspot.com, amazingworldofsuperman.com, and supermanhomepage.com. You can also subscribe to the show via the RSS feed and iTunes. All images characters and music used in the show are for entertainment purposes only no money is made by the show superman was created by jerry siegel and joe schuster thank you for listening and god bless Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. And welcome back. Are we, are we doing that part, or...? <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, at this point, we've done the preamble and the promos. So we're just like, jumping right in. Basically. Weird. I know, it's going to be a short episode. <laughs> Kicking us off this week, or this... Uh, <laughs>
Kicking and That's coming out. Uh, I, I would assume so, or you could just bleep it. Uh, <laughs> I like how you yell. That's coming out. <laughs> That's coming out, yes. Now, that'll probably be in the blooper reel for that episode. 